We'll talk Army Hammer. It's Hammer Time. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. And just like that, we've moved on to like a, a peaceful and uh, wholesome Ken Jennings again. Yes. And everyone's like really proud of Ken for doing right. a, a good job. He's and, hosting some episodes of Jap. Yeah, I've seen him do it twice now. The first time we cried a little bit. Mm-hmm. He talks about Alex a lot, like he, which I think is smart. Like even in his second episode. He's like, you should have seen yesterday's show. It's one Alex would have been proud of. Like he finds this little ways to like make it yeah. Alex's show still. And for for a gig that I've often said is like really difficult for someone who's not a really like veteran and tenured broadcaster. Um, he's doing a great job. He doesn't slip up. He, he's very natural. That's amazing. Yeah. I got to watch. Yeah, I think people, you should. I think people are falsely throwing in Aaron Rodgers name as like, he could be someone that might take over. Dude, he is. Hosting Jeopardy. He is covering the show. He's he yeah. He's guest. He, he was like he tweeted and was like, oh yeah, I was really excited to do this. I'm hosting a couple episodes like, and I think he said he's doing it in the off season. Oh yeah, maybe. So like once like post February seventh. I think it'd be a while. Yeah, it, and it takes a long time for the episodes to actually come out too. I think they're a right. good six or eight weeks behind. Yeah, he um, won Celebrity Jeopardy. He beat uh, Kevin O'Leary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, good. I actually saw a tweet that I was, I, I suggested maybe Aaron Rodgers should be the prime minister a couple years but ago. But didn't when, the other person also be Kevin O'Leary? It seems to me he yeah. finished in the hole. Yeah, he did. Hilarious. Yeah, I think he was like minus 2000 or something. I love that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yes. So yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is apparently going to host some Jeopardy. Katie Kirk, we talked about before. Who's Bill Whitaker? Do you know who that is? No, I'm not sure. He's going to host and Maya Bialik, which kind of seems like, of course, yeah, she's, right. she's got this idea. There's this idea that she's like quite... Brain. Oh yeah, there's this show that she's in too. Have, have you seen a million ads for it? Call me cat. Call me cat. Yeah. Life was kind of challenging, and now it kind of rules. Ever since I opened up a cat cafe, and my name's Cat. Is that what it is? It's yeah. Cat cafe. Yeah. Uh, so this is me. No, not her. Her in the background. <laughs> right. You'll never believe how I got here. Yeah. A lot of that. I mean, she helped them make a lot of money for a long time with The Big Bang Theory. Although the show probably would have been okay without her. Yeah, I think it was like a success before she came along, but I'm sure she was a, a strong character. She's no Kaylee Cuoco. We're not as cuckoo about Bialik. No, we're uh, uh, we're mediocre about Mayim. It's <laughs> not good either. No, <laughs> middle of the road on Mayim. No, it's got to rhyme a little bit. Yeah, I suppose. Well, you need, coo- yeah, cuckoo. For you need Cuoco. more common consonants. Yeah, you're right. How are you? How's your week? How are you doing? It's not so bad. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, starting to feel like a slog, isn't it? Though? Yeah, we're getting into January, aren't we? Right. Well, speaking of Jeopardy, we were just laughing. Um, more often than ever in the last, uh, you know, in the last year or whatever, um, Jeopardy gets bumped for breaking news. Like because uh, it brutal. airs at, at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever, it it's like the first thing to go right. when either like sports runs over or something crazy happens at the Capitol, or there's a pandemic or something. And so, pretty safe bet there will only be four new Jeopardies a week, sometimes three. Yeah. And yesterday, the president got impeached, and there mm-hmm. was still a Jeopardy. Like, that's wow. how that's how routine presidential impeachments Impeachment are now. now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, well, we might as well get to our regular scheduled broadcasting. One more time, for mm-hmm. old time's sake. And 10 Republicans getting in, involved this time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell seems to hate Trump openly now, not yeah. just secretively. Yeah. So, 
So maybe it'll it'll go the distance this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just down to watch it all go down. That should be a show show uh, in itself. What? Us recapping politics. Ugh. Yeah, yeah that's what people want. An- another ju- another outlet for that. I cringe every time I listen back to us having talked about the politics. As you should. Yeah. Um, ooh, ooh. I go, ooh. Do you want to go over... Uh, What's coming up this week? Show show 179? Yeah. All right. <laughs> now you always know what number the show show it is because I put the notes on the wall. I need it. You could trick <laughs> me one week and I'd fall for it. Yeah. First of all, a creek update. Yeah, I got a creek update for you. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Army Hammer's Appetite. I told you to read up on this so that you would be schooled, and did you? I sure did. Okay, excellent. You think I would forget about that? No, no way. No. Uh, Hank's hosting the inaug. Right. We're going to talk about politics he, just briefly. He gets all the gigs. Yeah. And Muppet Gatsby development. Yeah, let's get that out of the way first. Okay. Last last week we talked about how there was like a little bit of Reddit buzz. Over and we're going to talk about Mr. Marin Lupin. Right. Also the shows that we'll talk about. Uh, a little bit of Reddit buzz over the potential for the Muppets to do a, a jolly, goofy version of The Great Gatsby. Yeah. And then just for for shits and giggles, I guess, somebody wrote a script. And it wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. I told you to. No, I don't. I'm so glad that someone else did so that I can see that it was a dumb idea oh, on paper. So it is a dumb idea. Well, I don't know. Reddit user Screaming Vegetable. And like, kudos to him. He wrote a hundred page treatment of this movie. Thanks, Screaming Vegetable. Um, I read some of it. It's kind of lacking in comedy a little bit, I think. Like, he seems mm-hmm. to be a, a, a very learned student of The Great Gatsby. He definitely knows... <laughs> But not the Muppets. Facet. It's almost more important to be a learned student of the Muppets when you're making a Muppets I, movie. I tend to think so. <laughs> I also, I'm not sure he's ever seen a Muppets movie. Like, it doesn't seem to be done in the style of, I don't know. He had a creative <laughs> idea and, and ran with it and clearly worked really hard. He wrote 100 pages in a week. Wow. He's like, Ernest the Frog walks over to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi, something about a rainbow bridge. I don't know. So that's it. But like, good for him. And now we can see that it's it's best to not do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I haven't seen this, but you don't don't like it. And it's kind of just been met with mediocre response. Well, it hasn't been met with any response. And I feel bad criticizing him because he's just like an amateur writer who wrote a movie to please the Reddit verse. And like, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. I wrote a Back to the Future 4 just to see what my brain would do with it. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, I'm vehemently opposed to the idea of a Back to the Future 4, but it's a, this is a similar concept. It's mm-hmm. like, just see what your brain will do with it. Yeah. So did you did you read it all? No, I just read like five pages. And you're like, okay, yeah. this lacks yeah. substance. This feels like The Great Gatsby. <laughs> but yeah. just with different people's names. Well, and it says in the script notes that it's Kermit the Frog rather than Gatsby. Right. And, and I think that the text should make him Gatsby. Right. I think that's important henceforth known as Gatsby. Yeah. Kermit shall be called Gatsby. Right. Gonzo shall be called Gatsby's friend. Right. Mm. Right. That's it. That's it. That's the show. That's the show. One more pod to talk <laughs> about. Pitched. <laughs> we don't have a lot to, to, to discuss this week, so I don't know how you want to pace this out. Can we get a real meal out of Army Hammer? <laughs> can we get a real... <laughs> can we get a, a Creek update that's got some depth? Okay, let's go there. Remind me how how familiar you are with the creek episodically speaking you know i the only time i've thought about dawson's creek is anytime we've talked about it on the show show but you seem to know a fair amount of knowledge yeah so it was probably it probably would have been the years 2003 through maybe 2005 that i might have been exposed to okay. dawson's creek just after its run in fact yeah 
Okay, so we're like halfway through season five of a six-season thing. We've been yeah. watching Dawson's for six months now. It's been one of our great companions over the last half a year. Really love this show. But definitely in season five, the college years, it's kind of lost a quality. It seems to be lacking. Still mm-hmm. very watchable, but maybe not as great. And then we come along this episode called Downtown Crossing, which now I've come to understand is widely decried as the worst episode of the series. Oh. And as we're watching it, we're like, this is the worst episode of the series, right? This is this has to be, surely this is not like a new standard. This right. is a freak. And I guess, from what I can tell, yes, everyone who loves Dawson's Creek has very strong feelings about Downtown Crossing. And uh, I'll tell you why. So it's, it's the part two of a two-part episode the first part has nothing to do with this second part. It just okay. happens to be a to be continued. And it ends with Joey walking off into the night, kind of like whistling as she goes. She's like unusually, uncharacteristically whimsical as she trots off in the snow in the cold, quiet streets right. of Boston. It's almost kind of like something bad is probably going to happen. Right. And then as the episode begins, the part two, very quickly, you see something bad is going to happen. She calls up the professor who she's having an affair with. Okay. She's like, I'll be over in just a minute. Got to stop at the ATM. As like, long as there's not like stray wolves or anything around here. I don't know. A wolf in, in a mugger's clothing, perhaps. Okay. She goes to the ATM vestibule. He waits for her outside, catches up to her. They do a little like playful banter. And it's so funny that this like thug with the gun who's robbing her talks like a Dawson's Creek character. <laughs> How so? Which is like really fast paced and like, aggressively overindulgently witty okay and like he he he's dropping like literary references like oh like my the, god the language of dawson's creek is is very um pseudo intellectual that's kind of like the rhythm of it that's right. part of the charm of the show sure it's great when michelle williams delivers it <laughs> when this guy who's like no give me your money lady is also talking to her like that anyway so there's this whole like irresponsible first act where joey's like no get out of here i'm a tough gal which is ill-advised always give the 20 dollars you took out of the atm to the mugger sure so she tries to run away he chases her down he escorts her back to the atm has her empty her bank account uh, and then he's about to leave and he's like, wait, I want your coat too. My wife is mad at me. This is ridiculous. And by the way, at this <laughs> point, like the whole episode we realize is going to be completely void of any other series regular except for Joey. Okay. It's just Joey Potter hour in some weird um, play that Tom Capenos wrote and probably appropriated for the show this, thinking that he wrote something like Arthur Miller. This was her Batman Begins audition. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it might be why she got fired for the second movie. Right? Did she? I don't. Know I, she I don't even know that one. she did. I don't know. Um, she got replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. So anyway, she has no coat, and she has. Uh, she's out five hundred dollars, and the thief goes off into the night. And then she's crossing the street. Oh, and she lost her cell phone too. She's crossing the street, and she turns around. And she sees this guy standing in the street. He waves at her, and then he just gets smoked by a car. What? Oh, like, and by the way, like all through with all through this, Becky and I are like. This is Boston, right? Like, there's nobody around. It's right. it's early enough that she just like called her professor, and this part of town is called Downtown Crossing. Like, it has a name. Mm-hmm. There would be someone. Yeah, I don't know where car creams this guy, and he's just like a bloody heap in the pavement. <laughs> oh my god! And she's like, "I'm gonna call an ambulance." He threatens to shoot her. He then Wait. Pu- then he pulls the trigger. The mugger. Yep. 
The mugger's still there? He's alive, sort of. He's like he's like wheezing through uh, like broken bones and like bloody lips and stuff. So the mugger gets hit by the car. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. I thought you said like she just like sees a guy waving and it's like a different guy. I thought the mugger epi- part of the episode was done. Oh, the mugger came back. He comes he back. He gets smoked by a car. So he's like, don't call an ambulance. Then I'll go to jail. And she's like, I don't care. I'm calling. He pulls the trigger and he never bought bullets. And so now she's not afraid of him at all. Right. And so she calls an ambulance and the ambulance comes and then she faints. And so she has to go to the hospital. Why would he bother pulling the trigger if he doesn't have bullets? That's a good point. You'd think he would have known that much. It really you're given yourself he really up. really threw away his... Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the cops come and then she faints because of shock or adrenaline or something. And she gets to the hospital and she hears that he's in ICU with uh, internal bleeding. Too much detail here? Yeah. Are you into this? No, no. I No, I mean like I just funny detail to be thrown in the episode. It's no, just, I'm into it. No, it matters that he has internal bleeding. So anyway, she, I'm following along. she gets released because she's fine. Okay. And she's like, and they're like, you can go now. And, and we're kind of thinking like, I don't know, it's very late now. And she just got mugged and was checked into the hospital like can you give her a taxi chit or something yeah (laughs) there's blood all over her coat from the guy who just stole it right she doesn't have to give like a police right put her in an ambulance home or something yeah give her something to get back to her freaking apartment anyway um so she's about to leave she sees a little girl in the in the hallway of the of the hospital and she's like where's your parents and so this little girl is a terrible actor takes her to her mom (laughs) and very quickly you realize that this mom is the wife of the mugger. And so then she and Joey have a whole chat Uh, where she's like down on her luck. And she's like, my husband is someone you might call a loser. And she isn't letting on that. She's the victim of the mugging that they're both in the hospital for. Right. And then she does let on. And then for some reason, the mugger's wife gets like really defensive. And she's like, this is none of your business. So Joey's ready to leave. And Which then, is a weird move. Yeah, I know. She, yeah. Well, she doesn't have to be talking to this. And by the way, Joey's given out her first and last name to the mugger. <laughs> Why? He knows that she goes to Worthington University. Like, he could find her. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's about to leave, and the doctor's like, he's asking for you. Which is also very for inappropriate. Joey. Yeah, like, Joey has to go alone into the hospital room with this right. psycho who threatened to kill her. And so then she has, like, a whole conversation about how... Uh, her dad also sold drugs and so she kind of understands this like father-daughter dynamic and a dad who's screwing up and is never around and like your right. your daughter loves you and they really try and force all of this like phony emotion into it. And then he dies in front of Joey and she takes the $500 that he had stolen from her and gives it to the the baby mama so that the kid can go to preschool because he had stolen it to buy heroin, and that's why he had to rob Joey. It's that's the whole episode, and it's just this one little isolated like installment of what the creator clearly thought was high art, and it's utter trash. What a weird like fever dream of an episode. Yeah, yeah and it kind of feels like, like that. Kind of feels all along like, well, Joey's gonna wake up, right? This is gonna be some kind of subconscious lesson about needing to forgive her father or it's something. It's not like advancing the story in any way. It's not even really advancing the character. No, and my my Creek podcast that I listen to. <laughs> you have a Creek episode, podcast? Yes, it's called Dawson Speak, and they do an episode-by-episode episode recap, and I just follow along as I go. Okay. Pretty helpful, actually. They, Who is this through? Uh, it's just like amateurs do a podcast like we do. Okay, and I wow. Just, I just found it, and they do a pretty good job. Nice. Uh, one you should the, let them know that they're doing a great job. Well, they did it years ago. Yeah, It's okay. long in their oh, past, and I'm just like going back it. and like, going through it uh, chronologically. Uh, One of them has seen it and is like a big fan of the show. The other one has never seen it like me. Okay. And so anyway, they do spoil that 
down, uh, downtown crossing and, and its events never come up in the show again not okay. the fact that joey got robbed at gunpoint right uh saw him get hit by a car and then died in front of her like none of this traumatic stuff also the fact that she has no money now because she just gave it all the whole episode serves to prove that joey is an unconscionably good person right and you kind of already know that the show wants you to think that but isn't she also like having an affair isn't there a lack I don't of know. You moral can, there you can, you can uh you can lust after someone can't you you can like She's not the victim there. This is a show with a long history of teachers boning students. That's true. They're just playing an old hand. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. I don't remember that episode. I'm sure, like, I remember the broad strokes of the show, yeah. although I don't remember how it ends. But, like, there's been certain episodes that we've talked about where I, I very much knew, yeah. knew what was going down. We very quickly moved on from uh, the dead dad arc. Yeah, Dawson's good now. That, that's that's one thing about Dawson's Creek is yeah. like it's like you know Grey's Anatomy where oh yeah the is didn't the bomb go off two episodes ago like yeah. it, it's it's like it's bad. kind of a staple of the of the melodrama. What did Dawson Dawson's Creek like air on? Was it like the WB? Yeah, it was the was WB. That, that was the only yeah. wow. And by the way, like I, I'm railing against this episode, and I know I talk about still the Creek, the show. Creek with like a bit of irony, and I like. I ironically and also not ironically like teen melodramas. Mm -hmm. This is the best one I've ever seen. It yeah. is it is definitely a very high octane version of the teen melodrama. That's it's good. Good. Yeah. And Michelle Williams is spectacular. That's high praise. Yes. Who? What about uh, Vanderbeek? What do you think of him overall? His overall performance. I like him. A lot of Dawson's fans think that he's the worst. That he's like he's the Ted Mosby, where the fans right. think that he's actually the worst character. I think Dawson's fine. I kind of identify with Dawson a little bit. Nice. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. Who? What was the... Wasn't there another dude besides him and Pacey? Yeah, Jack. Jack. Kerr Smith. What was Jack's his, deal? His thing that he's the gay kid, and he's the only gay kid in Cape Side. Okay, right. And yeah. he was like good friends with Michelle Williams. Correct. Am I, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's like, kind of going through it in season five. Even that, like I can't picture what he looks... Is he like dark hair? Mm -hmm. Dark kind of straight hair? He'd recognize him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, like... I feel like I, I'm getting back into the the Dawson mode as I speak to you Good. about I'm it. I'm so glad, but it's been like 15 years. I want to I want to thank you for indulging me. Oh, absolutely. In talking about it as much as I have. Sure. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a great episode recap. I'm happy we did talk about it. All right. It kind of makes me want to like just go and watch that episode. Honestly, I would love to chat with you about how ridiculous Downtown Crossing is. Sure. It's 40 minutes of your life. You know everything that happens in it now is yeah. the only thing. But like. It is it is the great trash TV I've, but, I've seen. But knowing about it probably makes some of the quotes that much better. Maybe. On a rewatch. Well, what I've also learned from my Creek cast mm -hmm. is that there's actually something cut out in the streaming version, which I'm watching, where Joey and the mugger sing. That's his, Those are his what? dying moments where she sings... I don't know what song it is. She sings Daydream Believer a lot. It might have been that song. <laughs> actually? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Katie Holmes sings a lot in... In, in Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek so she sings really early on in the series she sings on my own from Les Mis and it's horrid yeah you do you think like this was her agents trying to work it in like well apparently in storytelling by Tori Spelling which is the the most well-named memoir of all time that's amazing yeah, she had the same agent as as Katie Holmes like circa then right and she tells a story it's like a very dishy book apparently sure. and she tells a story about going to vocal lessons uh, within the same organization and 
Katie Holmes was just before her and she could hear her singing through the wall while she was waiting for her lesson. Yeah. And apparently she was horrible. And she had no problem saying that because apparently Katie Holmes was not very nice to her. Anyway, that was around the Tom Cruise times, I guess. Wow. Um, so she sings on my own by, by from Les Mis in, I think, the, the first season of, of Dawson's Creek. And then she hasn't sung a lot in between. But then this season she sang uh, I Want You to Want Me, the cheap. Oh, song. yes. I do remember that. Yes. In Chad Michael Murray's band. Oh and, it's, and it's pretty bad yeah yeah because she has a thing with chad michael murray for a bit am i right uh it might be going in that direction or maybe michelle it was williams just, already did and that's, maybe that's, and that's thing, put yeah. away yeah but they are kind of like teasing that he might be around for a while so yeah okay. they, that could happen they're a very incestuous bunch yeah <laughs> totally yeah wow that they should just recap that in the last episode. It's like, and then I dated you, and then you <laughs> dated her. Well, and she we all... she's dated the most people because she's dated Dawson and Pacey, and she dated Jack before he turned gay. Right. And there's some other folks in there too. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here's the, here's the really fun one. Okay. Is is Army Hammer? Yes. Okay. What do you know? Okay. So. After after I said, is there anything I should do to like get prepared for the show show tonight? <laughs> And you said, yeah, go ahead and Google Army Hammer. Just do some reading on that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Um, so, yeah, I, I pull up the Deadline article, and it's like he's randomly pulled out of these. Well, I guess not so randomly, but pulled out of these movies. Um, yeah, he's pulled out of at least two projects so far. Yeah, one being with, like, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lopez, yeah. which it's funny because I think I mentioned, like, Love Don't Cost a Thing or something. Yeah, that's right. And then I think this is when you were like, ding ding maybe that's what struck my my memory yeah because the the title of the movie that he dropped out of kind of sounds like love don't cost a thing it's like something like that that's like, right and then there's also a netflix movie that he pulled out of and yeah he, and he's basically w without a lot of detail is unequivocally denying what he calls to be bullshit claims he's like the bullshit claims is not why i'm stepping back i was he gonna... says like at this time i can't be away from my kids for four months and so right. and and Lionsgate supports me he says and, and so apparently and I haven't seen any of the actual screenshots or anything, which have you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So of like text messages or uh, Instagram conversations. Mostly DMs. DMs on Twitter and Instagram. Right. Where yeah. he was apparently quite vulgar and references of rape and cannibalism. Oh, yeah. A lot of cannibalism. A lot of cannibalism. So this his, is the his, shocking part. His it's, kink is apparently eating people, but not literally, we hope. Right. But he talks all the fucking time about wanting to eat women. Wow. And so his ex-girlfriend came out today and she's like, she's you know, like, yeah. I never thought about it at the time, but it was weird. All the, all the times he would reference wanting to like cut out my ribs and barbecue them. Oh yeah. That's not a normal. Was this your first boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, <what> the, <laughs> you figured that <laughs> have was you just never like, watched that wasn't, anything. That wasn't a red flag until hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> this just wasn't taught in the health books. And so this is all like, and by the by the way, it's like some of the screenshots that have come out have now been redacted by the person who leaked them. And they said, this is fake. Like, it's not real. But, oh, well. but only one of the person who leaked the stuff has oh, okay. said that so far. And of the, of the images we've seen, like, it is his screen name. I don't understand a very famous person using like not a burner account, like, like using his verified account with his name and his picture on it. To be like, uh, I want you so bad. I want to eat you. <laughs> Let's talk about. I want to drink your stuff. drink your blood. That's his other big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something. I was like, Oh hell yeah! I'd drink your blood absolutely. <laughs> it's just, just it's almost 
beyond the, the, I mean, that aspect of it is almost like beyond uh, salacious and into just like unbelievable. Well, sure. (laughs) Yeah, it is unbelievable. What a weird, and he's got a, a wife. No, he's he's just got two kids. Yeah, he okay. he is. I think divorced from his wife. Does he have two kids or just one? Maybe let's, just one. Let's not forget this. And I hate to bring his sweet innocent children into this, but this is a guy <laughs> oh whose previous uh, scandals have included posting Instagram pictures of his children sucking on his toes. What? Yeah, and everyone's like, "Dude, that's fucking disgusting." He's They're, like, "Teach him young." Yeah, like, <laughs> and so. And he had to take those pictures down to be like, what is just, we're just goofing around. And like, I also want to preface this by saying like, I have never really disliked Army Hammer in a movie. No. <laughs> Generally, he's okay. He has a lot of stinkers on his hands, to be fair. Really? Um, well, like the Lone I suppose Ranger, like Lone Ranger, yeah. But also, Social Network, which you and I have talked about at length. That's right. He plays the Vinklevi. Yeah. And he's good in it. He's good. Yeah. He's good as they. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what a strange, like, I almost don't even know what to say. I didn't really prepare anything. I was just like, I read it and went, whoa, what? Yeah, yeah you know, I guess I didn't think of, I didn't any, make any personal observations either. I just figured the story would speak for itself. I mean, it, it's like, it definitely comes back to actors are weird as hell. Yep. Like, there's almost, almost without exception. But like, what, what, you are rich and famous. And by the way, like, rich way before mm-hmm. being in the social network. Like, this is a guy whose name is Armand Hammer, his mm-hmm. grandfather's name was Armand Hammer, and had nothing to do with the baking soda company, <laughs> but became so independently wealthy that he bought the baking soda company as a joke because it was his name. What? Yeah. So there's so much old family money Whoa. behind Army Hammer. And he's like ridiculously good looking. And like, I mean, all of those things have nothing to do with him having like a kinky side or whatever. As long as like there is consent and nobody's actually getting hurt, his private life is his private life. But I'm just so fascinated by the weirdness of it, and Cannibalism. I'm not alone. Like, was Chianti and and Farva Beans ever ever mentioned? Who? Uh, the you know the Silence of the Lambs quote. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is it Farva Beans? La- La- Lava Beans. But now, but people have made a few Hannibal Lecter jokes for i bet sure. yeah. i bet it, at, well uh, hey at what a time too while this prequel comes out or oh right sequel clarice. I guess. clarice yeah maybe he's gonna be starring in it or something maybe this is all uh, uh it's guerrilla marketing <laughs> it's guerrilla marketing <laughs> it's all like the executive producers that were just like hey what about army hammer yeah well taking a page of the joaquin phoenix playbook and being like well in order to promote our movie we'll ruin your reputation yeah yeah exactly <laughs> no it's absolutely one of the strangest things yeah uh that i think we'll hear in entertainment like it kind of came out like four or five days ago and i'm just like one of many people who logs on twitter one day and sees that army hammer is trending and i'm like hmm wonder why army hammer is yeah it could be anything and then you click it and you're like ah and he's like unclick unclick (laughs) and he's like hey i draw the line at you trying to cancel me for liking the idea of eating people It's just the like the specifics. Everyone's of it. coming like, for me now. Like, oh yeah, I so would cut out your rib and barbecue it. It's just so ridiculously specific. Yeah, it's almost like a like a character. It's like a I can almost picture like a Lonely Island movie being made of like it's like pop star if that was one of his 
like, oh, baby, I just want to take your ribs and put them on a barbecue. Okay, so suppose that's like a movie mm-hmm. with Andy Samberg or whatever. And he's like a very famous movie star and his secret kink is like wanting to eat people. Yeah. Now, that's that's an interesting like Brett Easton Ellis novel. Mm-hmm. It is it a comedy? Like, how do you play that for laughs? Or is it just like a... Just like a, a role play thing, or does he actually like to eat people? I think it's the, I think it's like comedy in the sense that like Fat Bastard likes to eat babies. <laughs> right, okay. You know? So you're really leaning He's just into like, the... he's on like a dance floor just looking at girls and like licking his lips, <laughs> picturing their heads like turkeys. Or maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like it, it starts out as just this thing that he likes to say because it gets him off. And then people believe it. And so he's like, well, I guess I might as well try it. And he becomes a real <laughs> Do I need to commit to this crazy <laughs> thing I said? <laughs> commit to the bit. Yeah. What did you learn in acting school army? That's right. First thought, best thought. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I want to eat your body. Not for nothing, but I have used Arm & Hammer deodorant uh, for my entire adult life. Ooh. All right. Well, noted. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Sucking on my armpits. <laughs> That's oh, my armpits sucking from. on me, maybe? <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, that's Army what's Hammer. going on with Army Hammer. We'll check back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a weekly update. <laughs> Hammer time. <laughs> Hammer time. <laughs> we should have a drop. That's just stop. Okay. Hammer time. Uh, okay. All uh, right. I almost want to change the intro. We should record the intro at the end of the show and you should splice it at the beginning. It's like, we'll talk army hammer. It's hammer time. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Perfect. Um, okay. What else? I, I keep forgetting. That you Hank's the getting, there. getting more of the best parts in, in uh, Hollywood. <laughs> That's Flash true. America. Yeah, big year for Hanks the last little while. COVID, SNL from home. Now with this. Oh my God. And you know, I was thinking about this, like I, I'm excited about Joe Biden um, and I'll watch, you know, bits and pieces of the inauguration and obviously it's it's got this heightened element of tension, you know, for better or worse because right. of all the, the craziness of the last week and a half. Um, and I'm totally game for like Lady Gaga singing the national anthem. Like the that amount of fanfare makes sense to me at the inauguration. Yeah, I don't know. That <laughs> is that what they're choosing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kind of a weird choice, is it? She's a great singer. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose and she's so. very politically active. Hmm. I just kind of thought, like, wouldn't you get like person of color, perhaps? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, in such a year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, they've got Tom Hanks hosting a live inauguration special. Right. With like, excuse me, other celebrity guests. And this is where I start to feel kind of icky about the whole thing. Yeah, it's not a variety show. Right. Like th- this is at the end of the day, like an official ceremony yeah. for somebody who really shouldn't be a celebrity at all. Right. And wasn't the over celebrifying of a president kind of the biggest problem of the last four years? Yeah. I think... The only excuse they have is they really don't want anyone on site at all. Right. So they're like, how can we still get eyes on, like, how can it be a spectacle? But it is weird to choose, you know, wouldn't it be almost kind of better to have, like, the three, like, living presidents or four living presidents speak? And then, like... I mean, definitely Barack Obama will be there. And the Clintons will be there. Jimmy Carter can't because he's sick and he can't come out of quarantine. Right. Um, although I saw a picture of Jimmy Carter on Reddit today, and his, it's him holding a beautiful acoustic guitar that he built. Wow. He made it out of a tree that he planted. Oh, my God. That's an old dude. 
that's an old dude. Yeah. He's like, no, to learn how to play. Yeah. <laughs> New adventures yeah. with Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Sir, those are all G-strings. <laughs> um, Is that all the living presidents? Oh, and I, the Bushes. The, definitely it, the, the W. Bushes will be there, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, it'd be kind of boring and and also relieving and exciting yeah and i think i don't know if we spoke within the last week like trump's been kicked off twitter yeah that happened immediately after we put up the podcast i was listening to pod save america and they made an interesting point like not not to not to be at all not not to be anything but happy that he was silenced when he was behaving dangerously Mm -hmm. and erratically but they're making the point that it was kind of a right was taken away. Was that it? No, they were made the point that they kind of took the matches away from the the baby. Like he could have further shot himself in the foot with Twitter. You know what oh, I mean? Right, like yeah. part of the reason that now he's making videos and releasing them on the White House page or whatever, saying we don't condone any amount of violence. And he still says the election was rigged and this right. is the greatest witch hunt and all, you know, he plays the hits. Yeah. But he's also <laughs> saying uh, no violence ever because if he says anything otherwise, yeah, definitely Republican senators are going to vote to bar him from running for office again. Right. And I think that's what he's preserving. Yeah. I don't think he's got any chance. I know we're like people are concerned about it. I know he got a lot of votes, but I just think within four years it goes. Especially like, if he doesn't have Twitter to, to drum up like a steady true. attention span. Yeah. Now, th- I, I agree with you, mm. but not a lot of people are saying that. Mm. And us saying this now might not age well. Yeah, you're right. But, but I tend to agree with you as well. It seems to me like not, it's, it's also not like he'd be, he, it would be his turn again in four years. He'd have to run again. He'd have to get the nomination again. And four years is a long, long time. But I also was trying to make like a historical, uh, uh, comparison to like when, when Germany lost the first world war and it was kind of like, okay, we're going to take everything away from, from you. We're going to like humiliate you. And then all of a sudden they became a superpower and like the most evil superpower. I'm just yeah. kind of concerned that, that that's the way that it's also going, going to go for Trump. Well, yes, like, but like, how can I get more evil? Something we should consider something that's tremendously possible is he goes away, but mm-hmm. the, the, the but, rest of the family, well, not his family necessarily. Cause I actually don't think any of them have even like an iota of his charisma. I don't, I think like secretly everyone finds, Don Jr. very cringy mm-hmm. and Ivanka very boring. Right. Um, but there is now a lot of smarter um, like veteran Republicans who now have the playbook. Right. They right? might use some of the same tactics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think at the end of the day, none of us like what he's been able to kind of do with with politics. No. Like <laughs> that's that's the scary part. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, is that everything? See, we uh, don't have a whole lot to talk about here. You're right. We started with Muppet Gatsby development. Um, I thought I saw some things on. Uh, well, how how far are we into the podcast? We've right been now? going for a little more than half an hour. Okay. Yeah. Well, we could do some shows and then maybe maybe bring it back. I saw okay. you know Twitter wasn't re- or uh, uh, Reddit wasn't really ablaze with television news. No, there's not a whole lot. Really, I, just hammer eating people and like yeah politics and going hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Evans might come back to the MCU already. Okay. Ross tells me Robert Downey Jr. might be in talks with Lucasfilm, which seems like a bad idea. Wasn't Chris Evans going to do... Oh, he was going to play Buzz Lightyear. That was something yeah. we, oh, we yeah. talked about. Oh, yeah. That's happening. Possibly the real Buzz real, Lightyear. Real Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um, and WandaVision comes out tomorrow. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So by the time people are listening to it, to this podcast, probably WandaVision, the first two episodes of that will be available. Two. Yeah. People seem to uh, really, the people who have had early access to it seem to think it's like so weird and cool. It looks super cool. Yeah. I'm really psyched. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I need like a refresher at all on exactly what, like what happened to these two, two characters? If you did, I probably wouldn't be the best candidate, but you know what? I think you can probably, they probably make it so you can watch the episode and get somewhat I th- I of an I really idea. think you'll be okay. Like you already know that, that Vision is a further development of Jarvis. Right. From like Stark Industries. Jarvis, yes. Uh, Couldn't come up with the name last week. Wanda is, you know, she's got this crazy like energy control superpower. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's some kind of like time loop existing. here. I don't know if they're going to involve Doctor Strange at some point. Doctor so, Strange is going to be in Spider-Man But 3. Wanda is the Scarlet Witch? Yeah, she's Scarlet Witch. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she is, you know, in love with Vision. Right. The two of them are a couple. And so the show is going to be this kind of like weird sitcom send up, mm. but like cross generationally. Right. Yeah. There must be some like some crazy action in it too. Oh, I think so. Like there it can't just be like a well family ties episode with them in it. And we, No, exactly. And and they're gonna impress us with the budget. Because like let's not forget the first couple episodes of this season of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. it's easy to forget how long ago, like it wasn't that long ago, but like that first episode back of Mando with the crate dragon on Tatooine with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Or the second episode with the big spider infestation. Yeah. Like they spent some bucks and, and Marvel is just as much of a... And wasn't it all filmed at like a factory in Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles? So, Not a factory, but like a big... So Lucasfilm has, they acquired or they're kind of the innovators of a new version of CGI meets green screens that they call the volume. Okay. And it's, it's like a proprietary soundstage with which they can create anything and it looks really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Cause it looks like they went to like, Hey, we filmed this in, in Vietnam. Right. So. (laughs) So the vast majority of Mando season two was filmed in the volume, but a good example of where you can tell the difference is the episode where Boba Fett comes back. It's the one that Robert Rodriguez directed and they're on that like kind of grassy planet. And that's the one where the the ship gets blown up and and Grogu gets, um, gets kidnapped. Gets taken. Um, that was not filmed in the volume volume. It was just filmed like in the uh, California desert. I don't even know if I was cognizant of the fact that Robert Rodriguez directed that episode yeah he but did. it makes a lot of sense it's super violent yeah. and, and brutal and and now he's westerny and westerny he's probably going to do a movie now too cool i think i think that's like what star wars movie yeah right yeah yeah not just any movie he's <laughs> he's done those. Do, i think he's gonna do a movie he's gonna do a spy kids star wars crossover right. star kids <laughs> <laughs> with machete of course right um uh, anyway so excited excited about wandavision that comes out soon a lot of eyeballs on that show that'll be the talk of next week for sure. i think so it's a good january lull show yeah let's get into it yeah well there's a couple more uh january shows that we should probably discuss all right let's it's your turn to go first which uh which would you like to recap i for the sake of ease i think i'm gonna i'll recap mr mayor okay you can recap ted danson's new nbc sitcom created mm-hmm. by tina fey and robert carlock mr right. mayor Yep. In three, two, one, go. 
Ted Danson is a newly inaugurated mayor, uh, doesn't want an assistant deputy. He's the mayor of L.A. Uh, coronavirus is done, but the former mayor has done a terrible job. So he's coming in there without any real idea of what to do. Uh, he's a former millionaire who ended up, uh, or a former billionaire even, who ended up uh, getting a lot of stuff. Anyways, his daughter is also running for cancel, uh, council. They they ban plastic straws, and it's her idea, and they both end up sticking to it because that's their belief. Yeah, so his daughter wants to run for student council on the no plastic straw platform and he kind of co-ops so it he for like the city. steals his, her idea for the city yeah because he doesn't really want to work that hard he's just bored in retirement and his wife died eight years ago and he's he's, he's trying to impress his daughter yeah so he's the mayor to get out of the house and to impress his daughter mm-hmm. or orly or orny or something. orally yeah or, yeah oh god uh and holly hunter is like a impassioned uh city council person yeah who actually wants to be mayor right and so at the end he appoints her deputy mayor so she can do the actual work right and she's like you know kind of ornery in her own right i forgot about all the covid stuff in this episode yeah and it made me wonder watching it is this the first like pilot we've seen that was clearly developed post covid because it's just so bizarre like i know we've seen a lot of shows and I've mentioned that like This Is Us features a lot of like really shoehorned COVID references. Yeah, but it's the first like new show. Yeah, that, but I don't even think it gets referenced after the first episode. I think they just maybe wanted to get out of the way. Yeah, they're just like doing their due diligence, but yeah. they also didn't have to. It's not like I'm gonna <laughs> like true. I'm not gonna write to the editor and be like, was this, this show safely? The show's not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so I find that kind of silly. Hmm. Um. And yeah, I guess that's I guess that was my main COVID observation. The whole show felt a little like, you know, it wasn't. Uh, I don't think I ever laughed out loud. Bobby Moynihan seemed like he was a little wasted in it. That's funny because I actually thought he was the best part. Oh really? And okay. I want good things for Bobby Moynihan. But did I write down any of his good quotes? Oh, he says, you know, my mother used to say, when people keep punching you and punching you, it's because they're jealous of your homemade pants. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. You're I right. thought that was That's funny. a redeeming quote. I thought Holly Hunter's best line was, because uh, she's like really combative against uh, Mayor Ted Danson. Yeah. She says, did you post the black, sca- black square on Instagram? Either way, how dare you? Yeah, they did a lot. Okay, so that's one point that I wanted to make. They they uh, really took on cancel culture. You can tell that like Tina Fey is like not a fan. Which is weird because she's otherwise like pretty with it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It It almost makes it seem like Hey, I wanted to, I don't know. But didn't 30 Rock do that too a little bit? Albeit like cleverly, but like a, a lot of their jokes were, aren't people today so stupid with what they care about? True. I mean, in some ways, it, like like people might even construe 30 Rock as like a little racist. Oh yeah, no, there's a long history of Tina of, maybe not maybe right. not hitting the mark. Yeah. yeah. So I think in a way she's kind of like, don't come after me. I'm trying to be funny here, which is... Uh, kind of the worst defense maybe a little bit of that there's also a moment and speaking of their shoehorning covid where he's like delivering a press conference and he's like you know i was pretty happy just living in my mansion on the hill i was quarantining before it was cool yeah it was just too much but yeah it wasn't a funny line no and i also wondered would the show be funnier with someone other than ted danson like was ted danson kind of playing it right i'm not sure that he was i happen to know the answer to this oh tina fey wrote this script as a 30 rock spinoff for Alec Baldwin to play Jack as the mayor of LA. No way. And he didn't want to do that. And so they had to appropriate it so that it's Ted Danson, who is a sitcom goldmine. Right. And he's had three successful sitcoms in his career. Yeah. It kind of did seem like, like it wasn't quite meant for like, 
he wasn't kind of saying the lines the way that they were supposed to be said. I don't know. Maybe I just have some Ted Danson fatigue after after uh, the good place. He also is kind of like later series Michael too, because he's like he ha- probably has a good heart, but he's kind of doesn't know how to behave socially right. with people. Yeah, he's exactly. Kind of rude sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I have a little bit of fatigue as well. Does Jen have Ted Danson f- fatigue or is she still big time feeling Ted oh, Danson? She, well, she loves young Ted Danson, yeah. I think, is the is the, the big note there. <laughs> um, you know, she she was fine with me watching the pilot by myself. So, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think she wants, unless she just didn't want to get all hot and bothered. Yeah. Maybe I that guess. was it. We know that she wasn't somewhere else watching Timothy Oliphant. No, because she hates Timothy Oliphant. I just don't yeah. understand that wife of yours. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Young Ted loves a young Ted Danson, hates a young t- <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Uh, Robert Carlock also, like, obviously he worked on 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt and, and Friends, too. Is, he goes way back. And that's, so that's not Tina Fey's husband. No. She's got a husband with a similar name, though, I think. Uh, her husband's name is, it'll come to me eventually. He's a musician. He was, yeah. he was a composer on, on SNL and he also wrote like the mean girls music. Right. And, yeah. I, I think it's got a chance to be funny. Like I think it's got a chance to be like, I also good. thought that I, the first five minutes I was like, Oh, this sucks. And then by the second half I was kind of like, no, maybe it's just got pilot syndrome. Like it may actually kind of form into something not so terrible. Yeah. But here's the other thing is there. Jeff have, Richmond is her husband's name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good pull. I can see it was off the top of your head. You just, just kind of stared off for a second and got it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sorry, where was I going with that? Um, was it good? Is it, it? Does it have the legs to kind of evolve into something better? Right. I just, I kind of think like political comedies have kind of been overdone a little bit too. Well, this is the other thing we didn't mention. It just seems like such an obvious Trump allegory about this yeah. like bored businessman mm-hmm. who decides it would be funny to run for office and gets the job and is completely ill-equipped he's right. a better person is more nuanced than trump but like they say there's only like like eight percent of the population voted and he won 60 percent of the vote right yeah um yeah and and like you know it just seems like like you're hitting kind of the same marks i would love to see the characters change a little bit because right now there's the two aides that are kind of like competitive young ones a little more like social media uh influencer i thought they were a little wasted yeah and and maybe they'll kind of become a part of the ensemble i don't know who they are Mm. the guy was pretty funny he said a couple of funny things but like they didn't really have their own personalities to me yet right maybe i was just distracted by bobby moynihan kind of sucking up the attention because he's really quite a cartoon yeah but i did find him funny and it and it makes me think like gee i hope he finds a success at some point yeah moynihan totally agreed yeah. Um. So I want to give my S. I won't give my S. I uh, I hope that it gets funnier, and I might yeah. even check back in with it. Just you know, I co-sign I'll on everything you just said. I I don't think I can give it my S based on the pilot, but I do think it has some potential, and I so I have some optimism for it. Yeah, and and it feels strange too, especially something written by Tina Fey to not be like one hundred percent on board with it. But did you love Kimmy Schmidt? Because I kind of thought Kimmy Schmidt wasn't that good. I was really into the first season of Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I watched the first season, but I got bored real fast. Yeah. Yeah, even the second season. Once you know that a show is going to try to keep going for as long as possible, like you almost think there should be a finish line yeah. for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Right. And really, I guess they kind of find it in the first season. Like she's like... I don't even remember. But they also had that like choose your own adventure episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like... Bandersnatch. Daniel Radcliffe, I think, was in it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't care. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to recap the next show? All right. All right. Let's see. Let's let's recap Lupin on Netflix. We're going to recap Lupin featuring a bunch of people we don't know. No, not at all. Hopefully the this little thing I wrote is not too long for 30 seconds, but I think I can probably handle it. I think you can nail it. How do you pronounce his first name? Asan. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Our boy Sweets is going to recap Lupin on Netflix in three, two, one, go. Asan needs to pay off some debts, so he enlists a crew uh, of, of uh, peers to help him steal a necklace that was once owned by Marie Antoinette, which is uh, being auctioned off at the Louvre. He attends the auction. And he's pretending to be like a fake billionaire. He wins the necklace, and as he goes down to the vault to retrieve it, that's when the fake attack happens, and he intentionally gets robbed of the necklace. Uh, it used to belong to his father's employer when his dad was a chauffeur. He got accused of stealing the necklace, uh, and then his father hung himself in prison before dying he gave his son this book on how to be a gentleman thief and it's kind of his bible yeah yeah he gave his son a uh, a work of fiction that i'm sure took uh uh overtook this kid's life in ways that his father never intended it to. well i think it's like a real book series it by, is yeah. by maurice leblanc so yeah. so it's important to say first of all purely french culture the show is in french but mm. we watched it it's dubbed Dubbed. in English on Netflix. And can I just say some of the best dubbing I've ever seen? Oh, really? Did you find it not so good? Uh, I don't know. I, I almost wanted to just turn the subtitles on, which I didn't find as much with dark, but maybe I just got used to it. I didn't, I didn't watch dark, but I just found like, it was easy to forget that they actually were not saying those words because so often it was, it lined up pretty well. Yeah. I found it worked. And it was also a pretty action based show. There's lots of good dialogue in it as in it as well. Um, it's in French. And so, these novels are not something that we, the English-speaking world, would be as familiar with. But they're like 100-year-old serialized novels about mm-hmm. a gentleman detective that he yes. becomes sort of obsessed with. Right. Um, and he has kind of modeled himself after this character, Lupin. Or a gentleman burglar? Yeah. 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 And so he's sort of like developed himself into this like Lupin for the modern age. Right. And he wears fly suits and everything, but also he can steal your diamonds. So he kind of starts out, they, they <clears throat> throw you for a bit of a loop, I guess, where he starts out, it looks like he's really hard done by. He's uh, a janitor at the Louvre and um, he goes to meet with his ex-wife and he's kind of like, you know, I know we haven't seen each other that often. I haven't seen my son that often, but like, here, take this money. I've got a job now. And she's like, what are you doing? Uh, but seems to be relatively happy. They th- seem to get along with each other. He, yeah. he like, he's kind of like a, a pickpocket. Like he like reverse pickpockets her and like plants the money that he was trying to yeah, give her. She her wouldn't take it at jacket first. as she walks away. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so then he devises this plot. Yeah. With the, the like kind of like drug dealer, I guess. They're like the, a hapless merry band of misfits. Yeah. They're not quite as good at it as say he is. Like he's really pulling it off fine. And at first I'm kind of like, so he created a whole Wikipedia page just to back up the fact that he's in net worth of like half a billion dollars right. or whatever. Um but then they later on flashback and they show that he has like a pretty yeah pretty deft operation of people who yeah. can like create personas and stuff. And he owes this money and <clears throat> and they're basically like like what you owe us money. We're hanging you off the the balcony. And he's like, oh, God, no, I've got an idea. Let's steal this necklace. But then they kind of do the okie doke on you. And, and halfway through the show, it's like two weeks earlier. And he's like waking up in this king size bed. And he's in this like penthouse apartment. And like you can tell that he's like actually a successful guy. Yeah. And this whole, you know, he had this whole plan once he heard about the necklace to go get a job as a janitor at the Louvre. And like so 
ostensibly he's he's actually done a, a number of burglaries. And... But this one's personal to him because his dad died over this necklace. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it reveals a lot about his life. He this doesn't episode. actually. Yeah. The whole episode kind of flashes back and forth when he's a kid mm-hmm. and to when he's an adult. He doesn't actually interact with the daughter of the family that his dad used to work for, but she's now modeling the necklace at this event. Mm-hmm. I guess he can't interact with her because she would know who he is or whatever up close. Right. Um, but there might be some kind of like sexual tension that they return to because they like kissed when they were kids. Yeah. Um, what did you think of his dad hanging himself in prison? Was that extreme? Yeah. It's like you have a, you have a kid, dude. You were, you were accused of stealing a necklace. So yeah. I'm hoping that it ends up being like he was actually killed and it was made to look like a suey. Possible because there was a guy who, when he went to visit his dad, there was like another convict in there who kind of like oh, looked like at him. Hearing at him. Yeah, yeah. That was so weird. Yeah. And it did seem weird. to like kind of close up on his face, but I was, I thought it was more like, yeah, prisons are creepy. Which they are, to be fair. Yeah. I found that to be the case. But I don't know. I think that um, I don't give it my ass. Oh, interesting. You do? Yeah, I thought it was good. Oh, I thought you'd find like... I just found like the whole plan, like everything had to go so well. The whole like... That's true of all heist movies. Well, no, not necessarily. Because some of the things just like work on like <laughs> timing and everything. They were they had like chloroform bottles that they were trying to spray in people's well, faces. Well, that, that, that was, was never working. That was stupid, but it didn't work. Yeah. Like, like I don't know true. why he tried to do it again. <laughs> Multiple times. It didn't work any time. Yeah. Um, and and so anyways, the, the plan ends up working. But the whole thing about like the getaway driver, there being a getaway driver. And it's like, wait, what am I going to do? And it's like, hey, well, you're playing a video game about race car driving. And he like looks at the TV and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, he, I'll do this. He drives into the glass pyramid. He steals a Ferrari <laughs> and drive in the worst. And one of the worst like CGI uh, uh, scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> he veers into a wall and they launch into the glass pyramid of the Louvre. And the, the car is just like hanging there suspended in air and they're all in this like fight scene over the pearls what about just before that when he's idling in the car and the police officer comes up and he's like have a little respect for the planet for the environment I yeah thought, he's I like, thought that okay. was an extreme way to talk to somebody yeah absolutely <laughs> and he's just like oh i'm so relieved yeah yeah, yeah for uh no, I mostly too. thought it was pretty good i thought this guy had a lot of charisma i thought it was kind of interesting although i think it works better as a 45 minute movie and I don't care what else happens. Like it ends with, he gives the same book that he got from his dad to his son, kind of implying, excuse me. Hey, maybe we can do robberies. Yeah. Maybe you can go down this path of being a gentleman burglar. (laughs) That's kind of what I don't. And and like, he's, you know, he's clearly referencing it through the whole thing. He's like, I am Lupin. (laughs) And I was like, I'm never watching the show again. Okay. Yeah. You and I are not so simpatico. No, I was really off on this show. I just thought it was like, like kind of cheesy i don't know i was i was analyzing it too much well sometimes i insist we watch the new show and you're like uh and you're right and i wish i'd never suggested it sure i don't feel that way right now i still think it's good that's good yeah that's good we're it's that's a healthy disagreement i mean was i entertained through the show yeah sure and by the way i don't think it's like a masterpiece i just think it was pretty fun i thought it kind of like had a had a b quality james bondiness to it yeah what do you think happened between him and the... Uh... Oh, also, I felt he as a kid was pretty harsh towards the mom. 
Oh, I don't know. She could have said something. Yeah, you're right. She could have saved so the dad. So what happens is she is in the parlor with the dad mm-hmm. and can kind of like get him off the hook for having stolen this necklace. Yeah. And rich guy is accusing the chauffeur, uh, Lupin's dad, of, of stealing this necklace. Mm-hmm. And she just stands idly by. Oh, another thing that I thought was really funny was when he gives the book to the kid, it has to like... he. He opens it, and there has to be all these post-it notes, yeah. like these book markers in it. I like also he couldn't wondered. have just given uh, like the book and been like, "Yeah, I, you know, looked over this meticulously." But it's like, oh, you studied uh, a fictional book, like a well, book of fiction, and to- like we believe he studied the book of fiction and modeled his like burgling career after this fictional character. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make it so literal, right? You don't have to make it like he actually like considers this a textbook. The other thing that I loved was written the, by Neil Strauss. The detective, the detective in the end, uh ends up he's like he sees the name, he writes down the guy's name. It's like Perrine or Perrien or something. Periwinkle or uh, uh Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Yeah. And he's like Pellegrini. And then he just looks over to his immediate left and he's got those Lupin books. <laughs> he's got like the whole series there. And he like pulls one out and then just like writes all the letters down in a jumble and he's like, Oh my god, it's Lupin. <laughs> Did you get a creepy vibe when his dad took over driving for the mom in the rain? Yeah, I was like, is he stealing the car? Yeah, I was like, is he gonna kick her out of her own yeah, car? But he I, was actually totally honest. He, like, yeah, he was he was totally legit. I don't think he did any stealing. No. Unless he did. Because where was the where was the necklace? Did I miss that? When it was when he was accused of stealing it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think it was the son. Also, if you maybe steal Maybe it was the daughter. Maybe that's what it's gonna get into. Oh, maybe, yeah. If you steal uh Uh, like a priceless artifact Mm -hmm. what good is that to you on the black market and then why are they auctioning off this priceless artifact it's like at the louvre why are they selling something at the louvre i guess maybe that is something it's just on display at the louvre it doesn't belong to the louvre i don't know somebody wants money for it i guess it's people collect fine jewelry or whatever but they expect it to go for 200 million it only goes for like 60 million also when he walks out of the yeah exactly they say it's worth 220 million yeah uh, and when he's walking out of the stairs and he just has the, like, he's still on, like, Louvre grounds. Yeah. And he just has the, the uh, he has a bag he's in his hand. definitely in a security camera. Totally. By the way, Downtown Crossing, also, a lot of this robbery takes place in an ATM vestibule where there are definitely hundreds of security, security cameras. Yeah. 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 And probably cops nearby. Yes. Yes, probably so. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing is that he smuggles the necklace out of the Louvre in the diapers from the like Louvre nursery, right? And and when they they he's bringing the uh, the garbage bags through, the security attendant like opens up the bag and he's like, "Oh, that smells!" <laughs> and that's <laughs> what like, makes it a good thing for for getting your jewels out. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. He's like, I know what a crazy place to bring a baby to take a <laughs> shit or something <laughs> in the Louvre. All right, I give him my S. All right, I I don't give this one my ass, uh, but I could see. What did you give your ass to last week? Oh, the the show about the the shipwrecked kids. Yeah, the wilds. Did you keep watching that? I didn't. No, not it's, yet. Anyway, it's terrible. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> hey, I uh, you know I like what I like. 
Well, you know what? What can I say? I have bad taste, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll watch Downtown Crossing and be like, what are you talking about? This is like, Look, this, this is death I, of a salesman. This I is, cried. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I cried when that homeless heroin addict <laughs> father died. Yeah, it gets like completely powdered by a car. Yeah. Sorry, he wasn't homeless, I guess. but No, he wasn't homeless. He was definitely a mugger. He was a mugger and he was a heroin addict. And he hung around too long. Yeah, and he was just too witty. Overstayed his welcome. Just yeah. too witty for a mugger. Right. I, I want to see the the singing cut too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I watched Tenet. Okay, why are we talking about that? I loved it. We're talking about like heist stuff. Why are I we know. talking about that? I don't know why I didn't come up with Tenet. You yeah. loved it. Tell me what you loved about it. Uh, I just thought it was okay. So first of all, took your advice. Watch the subtitles. That was like super important. Really important. I, yeah. I would not have been able to. I wasn't having any like wine or anything, obviously, while I was watching it. That was also very helpful. Yes. So I was able to like key in on exactly what was happening. Uh, and even still probably a movie that strongly rewards second and third viewings. Yeah. I just thought it was a, a cool structure. It was one of those movies where I'm like, I, th- I got all of it. But like, I'm sure on a second or third watch, I would really go like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense yeah. now. And you know, start to wrap my head around more parts. I mean, of it. it's definitely very cool without giving any spoilers away. Mm-hmm. Like it's very cool when it's them. Yep. You know what I mean? When it turns out to be them. Right. Yep. Um, and all, and the stuff with the boat at the end, mm-hmm. the diving off the boat at the end. Is and really the, cool. the, you know, the villains kind of like explanation. Yeah. I thought that was like, whoa. Yeah. Deep. Interestingly, like it's version of time travels, not dissimilar from, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban's version of time travel. Oh where yeah, where you like you move around in time, but like Everything you were already there, off. and so like if you saw you, it's because you're going to travel back. Yeah, it's kind of this like I, I thought there was continuum. like I thought there was like a surprising amount of logic involved in it. Like Interesting. You had, to, you had to wear like the oxygen masks because otherwise the the air would be like in reverse. It. Yeah, yeah, it, the air goes in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, Pattinson's kind of funny in it, like weirdly yeah, he's charismatic. Great. He's way more charismatic than John David Washington, mm-hmm. but I yeah. think that was deliberate. Yeah, John David Washington's in the trailer for this new movie with Zendaya. It's like it's a Netflix movie. I forget what it's called, but it's it's like a romance. It's like a black and white romance. It looks like a sexy kind of wow erotic uh, love movie. It, are they the the two main lovers? lovers? I think they're the only two people in the movie. It was filmed during like COVID. Whoa. Seems so weird because I feel like John David Washington's like in his like mid thirties. He's ten years older than her, or oh, or more maybe. Okay, she's thirty six and she's definitely not twenty six. I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think she's yeah. like early twenties. Yeah, she's probably fifteen years older. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what about the the gal in in this uh, Elizabeth Debicki? She plays like the super tall blonde. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Um, she's playing Diana in the final season of The Crown. Okay. Or the next season of The Crown, I yeah. guess. Um, she's good. She's very central to the movie. You kind of think that she's going to get bond girled and she's just going to be there for a while and maybe get killed or something, but she's very important right to the end. You make an important distinction. I I think bond is, is kind of what it reminded me most of. Oh, definitely. He, he quickly like, like almost without reason decides like this, saving this woman is like the most important thing to me. Although the mission is clearly like way larger. Well, there's often been talk about Christopher Nolan making a James Bond movie. I don't know if it's because he wants to, or if people want him to, Right. but with the existence of tenant, it's not exactly necessary that he do that. No, because this kind of has what you'd get from a Christopher Nolan bond movie. They wear amazing suits and nice watches and they fire guns and there's a beautiful woman. There's some great twists. There's a lot of time spent with the hero and the villain together that are like, it's like, 
I'm going to kill you. No, I'm actually going to let you live. Well, no, that's you're a good point. Stick around that's, a little and, bit. And Kenneth Branagh absolutely is a Bond villain. Yes. In this movie. Yes, very much. Uh, he's good. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even to the point of like John David Washington saving his life and you're kind of like, oh, you know, he just wants to get more intel and then you're never really sure how they feel about each other and all of a sudden everything comes to a head. I'm going to wait. Felt like a, a very Bondy. I'm going to wait like a year to watch it again. Okay. Maybe that's a mistake. Maybe I almost it... wanted to watch it again the next day because I had the rental. Oh, yeah. I own it now because oh, yeah. I paid 25 bucks to watch right. it. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to do that with Promising Young Woman. That comes out for rentals on Friday. I guess okay. tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that. It's all kinds of movies that it's because it's Oscar season and suddenly these movies you'd never heard of mm-hmm. are like actually up and about. There's this movie Minari, which is very interesting. Yeah. That's the one with uh, Riz Ahmed. No, that's uh, The Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Right. Uh, he's like a he's a drummer who's losing his hearing yeah. i think no minari i don't know very much about it it might be like an immig- Im- immigrant's tale a little bit but okay. i think it's Stephen yin is that right. how you pronounce yeah, yeah. it yes i did see this um so this is formerly of walking dead fame central uh to a little bit of controversy with the hollywood foreign press because um minari was placed in the uh foreign language category right because there is a lot of korean spoken in the movie okay the thing is um, there is English spoken in the movie. Oh. It was made by an American filmmaker. Oh. Um, it was made in America. It's really in no way disqualified from being like in the main stage category. Right. Um, and so that was considered to be like a racist decision to placate it there. So Minari's but, a big but deal. But they would have to enter in that category. They don't get, no, they don't get to choose where they They don't submit stuff. their own... Like well, they we're might, submitting it for best picture. The, for the like, regulations of the Hollywood foreign press have decided that this is where it belongs. Wow. Yeah. It's very yeah. silly. No, they're mad about it. It's obviously not oh, really? their decision because they're mad about it. Oh, uh, wow. There's Nomadland, which is Frances McDormand. Apparently she's amazing. Yeah. there She's like the front runner for, uh, I think, um, best actor. Yeah, I think so. Best and a lot of people thinking that Chadwick is going to win a posthumous supporting actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I've seen that come up a lot on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Is that like a period piece kind of thing? It's an August Wilson play, I think. Okay. I think. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It's some something play. Um it's on Netflix. You can watch it now. Oh, you can watch it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Have no, you? no, I haven't seen it. Yet. I kind of want to Start getting into possible uh, Oscar movies. Still a couple of months before you really need to. Yeah. And the Golden Globe nominations come out in less than a month. And then you'll really have an idea of right. what, what you need to see. Yeah. The field will be will be set. The That's table right. will be set. That's right. So speaking awesome. of um, of Disney spinoffs, um, mm-hmm. Marvel spinoffs, Anthony Mackie yep. has come out to say that he once got punched in the face by Will Smith. What? Yeah. But it was an accident. It was at Will's wow. 50th birthday. He was going for the hug, and Will went for the high five, and he just like whacked him in the jaw. Oh, that's a salacious headline right it there. Is, yeah, um, yeah. Anthony Mackie's probably got some some Will Smith vibes. I felt that a little bit in watching like the night before. Although then he's kind of turning. Like, what else has Anthony Mackie been in besides the Marvel movies and the night before? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like there's an obvious one we're missing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's funny. Yep, and he's going to be in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, which is out. Not for a couple months. They're going to let WandaVision stew for a while. Get and they're, they're the obviously spreading out the, the release of it, which I think is smart. Yeah. Uh, and you and I discussed, I think, on New Year's. I'm not as excited about Falcon Winter Soldier. No. 
No, it just it looks exactly like what it should look like. But there, there was a rumor today that Chris Evans might already be coming back to the MCU in some capacity. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So what is, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. You mentioned but like yeah. But as as Captain America, I don't know. And it seems so silly that he'd come back this soon. Yeah, but you know what? If he's not getting those parts, baby. But he is. He just played. Money. He was just in Knives Out. Yeah, he that's stole true. the show in Knives Out. That's true. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah. Um, and he's getting Buzz Lightyear. Is there going to be a Knives Out uh, sequel? Yeah. There is one. Yeah. There's another movie that I saw there was going to be a sequel to where I was kind of like, how, oh, yeah, Call Me By Your Name has a sequel. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of Army Hammer, do you, yeah. think, do you think it's still going to have a sequel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. The, the problem would be if he eats watched Timothy it. Chalamet, they don't have a cast. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe he'll just eat the peach. <laughs> He's just like this, eat the peach. He eats the peach and he goes, that's good enough for me. Well, I mean, it has human fluids in it. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yes, it is gross. It I, is. The whole Harmy Hammer discussion I, is gross. You're, I, you're with I have, me on this. I still have not seen that movie. so this, You know uh, what happens with the peach. I know what happens with the peach. Yeah. But I have no idea like in what context. Like, are they like, is it like joke fodder? No. It's like it's, a serious like. It's Well, it's like. Uh, I can't believe what I did to that peach. <laughs> No, he's alone and he's like okay. coming to terms with his sexuality and he okay. has a peach and he's good as anything. He's he feeling says. it and he's like, and, and then he goes for it. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's a beautiful movie. I really like Call Me By Your Name. Um, you love that scene. Well, no, it's not that I love the love scene. The pe- You're a I, real sicko. Sweets. I love the movie. You love the sentiment. Yeah. Well, then I got these nice messages from Army Hammer and my DMs and... <laughs> He was like, God, he says I'm delicious. Yeah, uh, this is all like, very I felt positive. So, felt so good about myself after mm. I talked to Army. Never felt so good about my ribs before. <laughs> <laughs> he kept poking me between the ribs. And he was like, firm. Mm, yeah, you got a bottle of uh, Frank's yeah. Red Hot Sauce. Listen, out. I'm going to get the grill going. Uh, you get comfortable. How? What's? Where's your best knife, by the way? <laughs> He's like, oh, by the way, do you think uh, the Call Me By Your Name sequel would be uh call call me call me by my name yeah i think i think that's probably possible um please call me by my name (laughs) yeah we we did the other thing yeah yeah (laughs) this bit is tired my name is this they're like uh yeah they're 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 re-grasping their own uh, independence i don't know if he needs to come back for a sequel i mean i know the first one's based on a book i don't think there's a sequel for the book um army hammer doesn't need to come back because the way the movie ends is kind of like He's moved on. Mm-hmm. You need Chalamet to come back, but I think they are going to bring back Army Hammer. That was the original plan. Hmm. I was just thinking of other titles. <laughs> <laughs> Your call, our name, no. we friends. Two call, two name. Delicious ribs. <laughs> ribs or a peach? <laughs> ribs or a peach? You decide. Either way, I'm starving. What will it be, sir? <laughs> <laughs> For all those reasons and more, never trust Will Smith. Definitely never trust Will Smith. <laughs>